Life was a simpler oh. time when we had the One Direction video diaries. Oh my God, Spin the Harry. Please tell me you know what Spin the Harry is. I vaguely know Spin the Harry, but also Mastermind with oh, Louis. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. If only. Right, okay. should we get into this? That's my opinion! Hello and welcome to the Opinionated Podcast, where we say opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one, and we cannot wait to share our opinions with you. So today, we're going to be unpacking One Direction's entire discography, their five iconic albums. So, where should we begin? Should we start with a little bit of background info about yeah, One D? Let's, let's dive in. Let's one dive in. Okie dokie. So, for those of you who've been living under a rock for the last ten years... One Direction is a boy band made up of five members, to remind you of their names, Harry Styles, <laughs> Niall Horan, Louis Tomlinson. Oh, speaking of Niall Horan, do you say Horan or what's the other way people pronounce Niall it? Niall Horan. Horan. Do you say Horan? Because James Corden asked Niall and he said it's Horan. Okay. So. Let's go with that then. Just letting you know. Let's go with Niall. <laughs> so, Niall Horan. Um, Louis Tomlinson, Zayn Malik and Liam Payne. They formed in 2010 on the British reality TV show The X Factor where they all auditioned as solo artists and were formed as a group in the early season. Now, a little fact for you. I feel like it might be like common knowledge nowadays but I feel like a lot of people assume that Simon Cowell was the one to form them. Yes, this is the tea. Yes. I love this. But who was it, Sam? It was actually Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah. 100%. And Simon Cowell for ages, even... He took the credit. In the This Is Us movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. talks about how, oh, yeah, it was a it was a meeting, like, and, and I mm. formed them really, really quickly, and I was like, it girl, you, you did not. That was, was like, Nicole a, there's, mainly. There's a literal video of Nicole, like, with all of the pictures going, oh, but they'd be really cute together and I all this. Released like, for the 10th anniversary. Yeah. We, we, we need to thank Nicole Scherzinger for that reason. No, fully. I'm going to see Nicole Scherzinger, you know. She's in Sunset Boulevard on the West End. She's oh playing gosh. like the main character, which is going to be quite interesting. But yeah. But yeah, thank thanking, you, Nicole. Thanking her for her contribution to humanity. Love you so much. So, even though they absolutely slayed on the X Factor, they came in third. Um, Matt Cardle came first, which, like, no offense to any Matt Cardle fans out there, but who is he um and then rebecca ferguson who's a scouser rebecca ferguson uh she came second and then 1d came third but in spite of that um they still were able to sign up to simon cowell's record label which is psycho records which like kind of fit in name it's i think it's shut down now is it yeah i'm not really that surprised it's not spelt like psycho as in like psychopath no it's s-y-c-o c-o but like still kind of fit in one direction are easily in my opinion the x factor's biggest success story of all time oh yeah 100 fully i feel like nobody even comes in close um so they stayed together as a five until 2015 when zane sob left the band and then in 2016 um the other four members decided to take a year-long break which was not a year by the way lies it was a seven year long break and they are yet to return although there have been a few a few of them talking about it. Apparently, there is a group chat between them all. So... I need to look some of this up. Yeah. I need to look that up. I'm unsure whether that's true, but I swear it was like Liam or someone came out and said it. Liam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. 
last little Liam. Do you want me to carry on? No, oh. it's Niall. Niall gave it. updates about the group chat. Okay. Okay, it I believe be it. True. I believe it more because it's Niall, not Liam. But anyway, um, so even though they've all broke up, they've continued to make music as solo artists. Most famously, Harold Edward Styles, who's won three Grammys for best pop vocal album and album of the year for harry's house which is the most recent one and then also he won a pop solo performance for his song watermelon sugar um but yeah absolute king love you harry miss you also i will just throw in i think both i think all of them are actually underappreciated the other artists Mm -hmm. i think liam payne has controversy but i think even though zane and louis aren't as much my style of music Mm. They are still amazing artists, and Louis is an amazing producer and writer. But Niall, I think, is so underappreciated yeah. as a solo artist. So underappreciated. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, I love it. Heartbreak Weather is incredible. Yeah. So, speaking of albums, Sam and I want to use our podcast today to give our opinions on One Direction's five albums, which in order of release are Up All Night, which came out in 2011, Take Me Home, which was 2012. Midnight Memories, which was 2013, Four, which was 2014, and Made in the AM, which was 2015. Which, like, can I just say the fact that they did, like, back-to-back albums on top of doing, like, was it three tours or four? Four. We can get into that. We can discuss. I want to discuss that later. Kind of concerning. But anyway, so it kind of feels like we have a a lot to unpack. Do we want to dive into how we we came out about One Direction, how Mm -hmm. we came to love one direction and appreciate them yes do you want to start okay go on then i'll go first um so i think unlike lauren who will get into it more Mm. i've not been a directioner since the start if i'm I'm not gonna lie i think i found them a quite like a cheesy boy band to begin with like i didn't like them i found some of their songs annoying i didn't think it was for me but alas my little gay heart (laughs) didn't wasn't developed yet and had I been fully aware of myself at the time, <laughs> I would have been a One Direction stan. Mm-hmm. I would have been a One Direction stan, yeah. and my poor little dad would have probably had to buy me one of those dolls. Oh, but the dolls. I kind of, I think I can't exactly remember when I came into it. I have always liked some of their music. Like I haven't denied like some of their music mm. has always been a bop. But I think over lockdown, I started to watch more of their videos, and I got into kind of the YouTube side of things, mm. like One Direction videos to give you a serotonin boost mm. style videos and I kind of dived into it from there found more of their music and I just love them and I think they are really amazing and we can get into I think why they're amazing and why they're clever but I just kind of love them and I think part of it is actually nostalgia because I can remember some of the feeling and I like feeling almost like I wish I could go back to being a younger child again yeah um and listening to it um, but this is the first time for this podcast that I listened to their entire discography the entire way through. And I have thoughts. But that's my experience. I love them. I do think they're amazing, mm-hmm. but not deeply embedded. Yeah. For me, um, I think I, like, I am proud of the fact that I saw something in them from when I was like literally nine years of age watching them on the X Factor to be honest I probably just fancied them all um but it's quite mad to think that like One Direction have been part of my life for over half of my life that's nuts how weird is that um but yes I feel like I discovered them on the X Factor and then I remember like 
my parents we went to like we went out shopping in Manchester and I bought a One Direction poster with all five of them on and then I bought one with just Harry on <laughs> and then I remember I bought like a little keychain with them like I bought a, I bought a bit of merch from Claire's Accessories and um I used to kiss it's so embarrassing but Sam I've not even told you this I used to kiss my Harry Styles um poster every single night and i used to put lipstick on and kiss it so that like if anyone if any of my friends came around they could see that i'd been doing that <laughs> which like it. i'm not gonna lie <sighs> i want that poster because it was harry like it was like 2010 harry curly hair it was like very young like 17 year old boy um harry and yeah so that was like some of my first memories and then i remember like i was obviously in primary school and it kind of became a thing where like sam i don't know if you know about this but basically like and i assume this happened to a lot of people but like all of my friendship group in in primary school we all picked one member of the band and like nobody else in that group was allowed to like the same member so i didn't want to be basic and i didn't want to be harry because everyone loved harry like Mm -hmm. i mean everyone still does and i do now like he's my favorite now but i remember back in the day i was like i want to be different so i picked zane okay so zane was my favorite um and then like i remember my best friends like leah she was louis amy was niall like everyone had their own person which is so weird to look back on like why weren't we allowed to like the same people i love it's that, so strange <laughs> um and then yeah i went to one of their concerts and i remember being like so far back like unbelievably far back but still believing that like Zane blew me a kiss because he like blew a kiss out to the crowd <laughs> and i was like mom mommy blew a kiss at me um so yeah and then to be fair i feel like i kind of fell off a little bit with them like as i got a little bit older Mm -hmm. so there's a couple albums where like i'll be honest i don't i don't know every single song Mm -hmm. because it kind of did i think it was probably i think it was after zane left because i was like whoa zane's my favorite and now he's gone um after zane left i kind of just didn't really like not that i didn't love them as much but i just didn't like care as much about them and then i feel like it's only recently where I've started to like get more into them again and like now I do know like more of their later albums and things like that but mm-hmm. yeah sorry I feel like I just rambled for ages no, but so did, wait did you go my... to any of their concerts yeah so I went to the oh do you know like the names of the tours so there was the they did up all night they did take me home they did where we are tour which was the stadium tour which um, was midnight memories and then they did on the road again tours. I think I went to you must have gone to take me home or midnight memories um, like the where we are tour yeah oh yeah it was manchester and it was the up all night tour so that the first ever tour that was the first ever tour how weird is that i was so young i was so young um but yeah love you one direction and then now like i've seen harry a couple of times in the last few years and sam and i saw him like two weeks ago (laughs) and it was one of the best nights of uni it was amazing it was absolutely amazing but anyway yeah so that's kind of like my history with them it's been a it's been a ride it's been a whirlwind it's just quite mad to think like all the things that have gone on in my life yet and one direction have kind of like not like been there but you know like have existed throughout that it's insane 100 yeah so that's that's sort of both of our our you know experiences with one direction the reason we love them the reason that we decided do you know what let's dedicate an entire episode of our podcast to them because we just love them so i feel like in terms of the albums there's quite a lot to unpack 
So the way we're going to try and structure it, may go off topic, but you know, we'll see what happens, um, is we're going to look at each album separately, um, discuss a little bit about them, kind of give our opinions, look at them like as a moment in time. Um, and then we're both going to share a little bop and perhaps also a little flop from each album, maybe multiple, hopefully more bops than flops, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. So are you ready to dive in? Let's dive in. Okay, so let's start with Up All Night, which came out in November of 2011. Um, the first ever album, obviously, featuring the four singles, What Makes You Beautiful, Gotta Be You, One Thing, and More Than This. So, should we dive in? Go for it. So, I feel like this album is just iconic One Direction, because like, What Makes You Beautiful is the song where I feel like you could literally go up to an alien an alien could land on Earth knowing the song What Makes You Beautiful. It was a cultural reset. Mm-hmm. It was full. I wasn't a fan, like, and I know What Makes You Beautiful. Everyone knows Everyone it. knows. It's a... How many views has this got on YouTube, I want to see? Oh, over a billion views on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, let me see. But if you think about it, it's played everywhere. It's played at birthdays, weddings, graduations, funerals, everything. Yeah. It is... 1.4 billion views. 11 years ago. What, it oh it is God. a huge song, and I think, yeah, mm-hmm. for that reason, that song in particular is iconic. Yeah. So what are your overall... Do you want to do overall thoughts on yeah. the album and then choose some yeah. flops and some bops? So I got... I had this as, like, a CD. So I remember, CDs. like... Yeah. And I remember, like, me and my friends would, like, make up dances to some of them. And one song in particular I loved. And then I found out that Harry absolutely hates the song. Do you want to know what song it is? I hope you know it, because I feel like it's a bit more of an unknowny on the album. It's called I Want. Okay. It goes, I want, I want, I want, but that's crazy. Do you know it? I can get, I can play a little bit of it. No, I know the one you mean. It's not, it's not my fave. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, I'm not even just saying this because Harry said it and I'm like influenced by him, even though I am. But looking back, don't know why I love that song because it's literally the most like basic. It's tune. very bland. It's just like do 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 do. That's it. That's like the whole song. But you know, um, what about you, Sam? What's your any thoughts? Any? I think for me, because I wasn't a directioner at the time. Even though songs like "What Makes You Beautiful." and one thing are iconic and I know them and they are bops. For me, it's like I have no attachment to this album, therefore I do see it as Mm -hmm. very weak. Like it is very, they're trying to find their sound, it's very tween poppy and kiddie, but in that respect it's very clever. Like this was huge for their first album and it may not be the best, but they got their fans on track and I think Mm. one thing that I will say right off the bat that I heard someone say once in a video is that a lot of people kind of have the perception that this tween, kiddie, cheesy pop isn't good music or it's, like, not great. But Mm. I don't think kids just literally take anything that they've been given. Kids Mm. deep down know if something's good or bad. And if it... Yeah, they may not go, like, oh, it's awful and, like, do a review on it, but they just won't show any interest in it. Whereas good stuff they will hook onto. And the Mm. fact that they were able to hook onto this fan base shows how expertly crafted and done that it was. So in that opinion, you've got to appreciate it for that reason. I also kind of feel like it's vital that they started with like this kind of like kids poppy sort of sound. Oh yeah. Because a lot of their fans 
were younger like they were targeting a certain demographic and then i feel like as you look as we look through each album you kind of see it go from like that they like grow up the albums almost grow up with the demographic yeah because like i think by the last album it definitely feels targeted towards like more like late teens early adults kind of Mm -hmm. sort of age but i just don't think that that would have worked for their initial album given that all of their fans were literal like 11 year old but even then though like at the time i think social media was just starting to come into Mm. fruition and i think people were kind of more innocent i kind of that's i feel like a really weird word but like teenagers where i feel like we're allowed to be more teenagers like you Mm. weren't 15 year olds weren't consuming euphoria oh yeah do you know what i mean and i feel like this would have actually hit with a teenage audience and did hit with a teenage audience like 15 year olds but not now but now it would not hit yeah because it's like have you ever seen them things where it's like me when i was 12 versus 12 year olds now and the 12 year olds now literally look like they're about 19 years of age whereas when i was 12 i was out in like leggings and skirts and in my lego t-shirt yeah just laughing and being a child you know 100 percent. but yeah no i agree i feel like this album kind of is necessary and it like situated themselves with like a specific fan base Mm. but i feel like a lot of the songs like even just looking through the list i'm kind of like meh a lot of them are meh like i put like kind of bland like it's not where's the flavor yeah it just it wasn't yeah but i also feel like we can't blame we can't blame one d for this because i don't think at first they had are any of the songs written by them no this, this album? and again that they had ri- literally minimal yeah writing influence on this one yeah. so and i feel like that definitely that definitely makes sense yeah when you look at like the later albums mm-hmm. where they wrote a lot more but i feel like it's kind of hard because i just don't feel like there's all that much to say it's iconic in terms of the fact that like it set out it's sort the of started them all. as individuals and like i was gonna say the style like this album I associate with like Louis in his little striped t-shirt. Yeah, 100%. And like like Sam, you were saying before, like Niall with his little like button down, hot quarter zip, <laughs> that kind of thing. But other than that, kind of just a bit meh, kind of. I think if this was like one of the only albums we were looking at, it would be better. But I think just in comparison to some of the later ones, it's like there's so much more potential within these five boys that like it just doesn't feel like it gets reached in this album. But we'll allow it. I can't believe I saw the, like these songs live, though. Like, it's I'm so, so strange. <laughs> I mean, we heard What Makes You Beautiful the other day. That was a moment in time. That was oh incredible. Oh, my God. The minute it came out, we were just that like... That was incredible. Yeah. I feel like we need to do a podcast just talking about our experience at Harry Styles. 100%. Like, we could genuinely. do a podcast episode, to be honest, on each of these albums and each of I know, these areas I know. of One Direction. But, but should we... Do you sh- want to talk about some flops and bops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to start? Okay. So I've got to appreciate what makes you beautiful and one thing for being good fun bops. Like they are amazing. They Mm. were cultural resets. They did take over the world and they are amazing. Like they're fun bops. Like I will dance if they come on at the club, if I ever go (laughs) or (laughs) anywhere. Like I will dance at at a party, party but they're not my favorites. However, there are some bops on here. Before I say the bops, I, I don't even know if I want to say the flops because some of them just... A lot of them are, are just medium, but it's yeah. not necessarily because I literally hate them and I think they're awful songs. I just don't like them. Yeah. The ones that I don't like, like I don't like Na Na Na. It, yeah. it doesn't, that doesn't really hit for me. And I wish, I don't really like I wish. Yeah. But those were the only ones where I was like, eh. Mm. But my, my bops. Okay. I have to give an appreciation to Up All Night. 
it on the album. I stay up all night and jump. It's so good, but so on the album, like it's not, it doesn't pop off. But when you hear it live, like in the movie, <gasps> then it's like we need to do a podcast it's on the movie. so it's so good live. Yeah. Yes, but it's so good live, and it needs that reference. But mm-hmm. also, it has a Katy Perry reference, and that is so 2010. What? It's like Katy Perry's on replay. She's oh, on replay. Yeah, yeah. That oh my is god, so imagine being Katy Perry. And you just hear your name in like all directions. That is nuts. But that is dated. That is dated. But the box Kelly Clarkson wrote one of the Kelly, songs. Kelly Clarkson wrote a song. What the hell? Anyway. Sorry. But then the bops for me, same mistakes. She's a fun bop ballad. I love her. <laughs> Stand up. When they say I'm a thief, I'm a thief, I'm a thief, I'm a thief. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> I love, love, love. And moments, she is the moment. Yeah. Wendy Williams, she is the moment. Mm-hmm. She is everything. She's the sister I never had. She is perfect. Um yeah. and a perfect ballad. And that's it for me. Like it's mm. not the best album. So for me, I feel like taken. Now that you can have me. <laughs> absolute tune i'm not gonna lie but i've just seen that that was literally written by all of them so maybe there were a couple where they wrote them but i think they were just kind of like little features they were just like oh i'm gonna write one word in it and <laughs> then put my name on the <laughs> on the writers list um but yeah i love taken um i love um up all night yeah more than this as well can love you more than this tune um to be honest though all of these songs like just remind me of liam payne because i think that he sang like lead in a lot of them and hear me out i know a lot of people make fun of his podcast for saying oh um i was the original i was meant to lead one direction and this and when you look at the video of them being formed together it wasn't built around him i don't think however I do personally think there is some credence to that argument because if you do look at the first two albums in particular, mm. Liam and Harry Dominic. are the main features. Yeah. Zayn does lovely all the high notes, but Liam and Harry yeah. are the leaders. And Liam, you can see that Liam was meant to, be, in my well, opinion, yeah. be the leader because think, like, he starts off what makes you beautiful. He starts yeah. off the biggest one of the biggest pop songs of all time. Yeah, I feel like as well. Um, although it came across as like really arrogant the way you were saying it in the podcast i also think there is like even more truth behind it in the sense where he was like if you look back at videos in one like when we were performing on the x factor i came out and sang the first line because i was confident in live singing and i do agree with that and i think that's probably like that makes sense but yeah i think the only reason people gave him hate for it and there was backlash around that comment was just because i think like people automatically assume that like he he wanted that title so he gave it to himself whereas i think like you said sam but our truths behind it like he opens so like all of these songs i'm pretty sure start with him singing i feel like it always mm. starts with liam then harry and then like i know that louis i always recognize in like the second verse the one if thing you that actually deep sucks about them. this album for me is like you can't it really hear louis or Niall and mm. you don't always hear Zayn either and that's the bad thing as well like I feel like it is very much like their backing uh, vocals which, yeah. which sucks because they're amazing yeah. so that's that's why I don't like it as much as well you can't, you can't hear the others yeah it almost feels like it was staged as to like who they wanted to like be the favourite and who they mm. wanted to be famous um, but yeah so the only flop 
that I can fully because like Sam said I feel like there's not many flops in this album there's just not that many bops yeah if that makes sense like I'm not saying oh my god this song is like literally the bane of my existence but I want like I mentioned before that's the only one where I'm like I want I want I want I don't want how about that how about that Tom Fletcher wait who's Tom Fletcher he wrote it McFly <gasps> yeah McFly oh, wrote Tom. a later song as well oh Tommy that was not a great move but anyway anyway should we move on to the next I feel like how can we like wrap up should we wrap up with the thought about the music videos to sum oh, up yeah. the era and the era as a whole yeah Again, for me, like, not amazing. Like, What Makes You Beautiful is iconic, but they don't know what they're doing. Like, they're just being, they've never, it feels like they've never known, worked with a camera before. Like, I would be the same. But they're just kind of staring at it awkwardly. They're walking, like, they're doing that. They're they're shaking their hand. They're, like, waving their hands, and it's just not Imagine being the girl in that video, though. I know. But it's not, they're iconic because they're a throwback, but they're not the best music videos. But they are of that kind of period of time i think one thing is cute as well but overall as well i think the era like i said it's not very distinctive but it did launch them and you've got to credit it for that and it did market them as these fun guys who were all friends and were having a great time so in that opinion my least favorite i will say right off the bat but it started it all Mm. and for that it is amazing we're grateful Mm. i even just like just looking at the little album cover and like seeing them all there and then like when you picture them back then what's that now like 11 years ago no 13 13 13 12 12 years since the album 13 years since the x factor oh yeah 12 since the album jesus that's nuts (laughs) years ago oh my god but yeah like looking at them now like especially because just because i'm absolutely obsessed with harry as you may have gathered but like just looking at harry there versus now and i'm like god you've come a long way (laughs) that's insane it's mad though because i feel like it's just so weird to think like what if they didn't have a lot of fans on the x factor yeah would these all just be guys that like had a couple of songs and then that was kind That's of it. So crazy. To There's a. The, it, I feel like I don't want to deep that too much because it's quite insane. Like, yeah. what if they were just the next Matt Cardle? And they were performing in a panto. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. They're like pub singer in. You know, you know the vibe. But um, moving on from that downbeat note, should we get on to the next album? Yeah, sounds good. So. Let's move on now to the second album, which is called Take Me Home. Um, It came out in November of 2012, and you'll notice a theme. Every single album came out in November, Mm -hmm. which, like, I wonder why. Coincidence? I'm not sure. But um, this album, Take Me Home, featured the three singles, Live While We're Young, Little Things, and Kiss You. For me, I feel like this album kind of feels like what really lies at the heart of One Direction as a band. Yeah. Because I feel like it really focuses on, like, their Britishness. Yes, 100%. Um, And, like, it's not only that, but it's also, like, in some of the music videos, which we can talk about later, I feel like it kind of shows, like, their craziness and their, like, sort of... I, I can't think of a better word than to say, like, immaturities. But it's not even them being immature it's just them like fun crazy like you know teenage boys kind of like that sort of era and then little things which is just an absolute bob 
And then this album is, I feel like we're, oh. We'll get on to little things. Okay. Um, and this album is where like all of their iconic dance moves came came from. Yes. Like, you know, you know the dance moves. I just did a little mimicking of one of them. But um, yeah, so do you? how do you want to begin with this one? Okay. I feel like you have opinions. No, I agree with you that I feel like this is not the peak of One Direction yet. I think One Direction, when I say peak in terms of popularity, mm. I don't actually think this is even the height of their popularity. I think they grew mm. bigger. But this kind of, this to me is a throwback in the best possible way. And if you think about the cheap, like the cheesy pop tweenness of One Direction, this is what I think of. Mm. And I think, oh, I don't know if it's my favorite era of them, but there's just something about it that brings back childhood. Mm even though I wasn't a fan at the time, like it just brings back that time and I feel like I can remember that feeling and it's got so many iconic moments in it. And in, in that sense, I 100% agree. Yeah, I feel like it's just quite an iconic, like I feel like this one has a lot more memorable songs in as well. Yeah, and they, the I think they were, like, they, they were, they've they they'd done a year of this or a couple of years of singing yeah. and they were coming more into themselves. They probably knew each other as a band and what their strengths and what their weaknesses were. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of coming together a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So do we want to do the bops and the flops? Yeah, do you want to start first this time? Um, yeah, so I feel like flops... I'd probably just say, like, some of the ones where, like, I will be honest, I would have to listen to again to actually, like, mm-hmm. fully remember. Like, Still the One. Yeah, some remember crickets. That? I can't remember that. Yeah, so I feel like the only, like, reason I would have that as a bop is purely just because this album has a lot of memorable songs on, but that one just isn't that memorable. So that's why I'd, like, say it's a flop. Did I say bop? I'm getting so confused. <laughs> um, Still the One is probably a flop for me purely just because like I'm not gonna lie I don't really remember it but I do have a lot more bops do you want to show your flops before we get into the bops okay yeah for me it's kind of again I don't think they're definitively bad songs like I didn't listen and be like oh my god like I literally can't listen Mm. whatsoever they just didn't hit for me so things like in the late half of the album like over again back for you they don't know about us Mm. like I can't tell you about them like I don't remember nobody compares still the one just not in my head like I can't it just I don't know it didn't give for me so in that sense yeah I agree not necessarily bad but kind of just some of them are forgettable yeah um so what about little things because Sam gave me a look before and I need to know why so little things I can understand like why everyone swoons over this song because at the time it was like it was intimate they were singing about you it was adorable it's swoony and they like love you and it was written by Ed Sheeran Mm. yeah but for me listening back to this now it's like you've got dimples on your back and you've got all of these things wrong about you that you should be insecure about and I'm like (laughs) okay Harry, yeah. Liam, Niall, Louis and Zane. Are you telling me that I should be insecure about the dimples on my back? When dimples are literally totally fine? At the bottom it, of It's almost spine. basically saying, look, you may be ugly, <laughs> but I'll love you. <laughs> That's to me yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. And it's and it's like even... To be fair, I actually want to Google the lyrics of this song now because there are so many. If you many. look it up now whilst I talk about it more. But also there's, there's a line in there as well that I think I don't fully understand it, but Harry doesn't always sing the line um, talking about weight, um, which again just shows that like it didn't 
always work mm. but i think the problem is is like the actual production is really really beautiful mm. and you can really picture ed sheeran singing this but i think the lyrics yeah. for me now because yeah. i wasn't a fan at the time like i can see past i think the throwback of it all and mm. for me it's actually kind of like not again a bad song but i just take a problem with yeah it's kind of telling you yeah you're ugly but i'll love you yeah whatever and yeah. i just i don't like oh my that. god no literally now that you've pointed that out i'm like wait yeah but i feel like this song just for me like i just it's more of like the legacy of exactly, this song yeah, for 100%. me but I yeah like looking that. at the lyrics it's like jesus it's like <laughs> and then they're like i won't let these little things slip out of my mouth like all of these things that i'm acknowledging about your looks i'm not gonna let them slip out my mouth but just want to let you know i am thinking about like you know i'm mm. thinking about them but it's okay like ed what are you thinking about me um but yeah i feel like for this song i like this uh the second the the second verse you can't go to bed without a cup of tea. Maybe that's the reason you're talking in your sleep. I think I like that because Louis sings it as well. And Louis has such a distinct voice. I love Louis's voice. Yeah, because I feel so like distinct. he sounds very British. A yes. lot of them can't. Like, Liam sounds quite American, I'd say. He's like, now that you can have me. Yeah. Whereas Louis's like, you can't go to bed without a cup of tea. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Sam feelings completely valid yeah i think this song for me is just a little bit more of like a legacy thing and i remember when i went to the concert i bought like a one direction glow stick like the merch and zane was like uh I, literally i was like nine when i went to this concert but i remember zane being like everyone get out your uh, your glow sticks and um <laughs> wave them round in the air uh, and then all of the like nine-year-olds were like you can't go to bed with like waving <laughs> the glow sticks around <laughs> So I feel like that's what I associate this song with, but yeah, yeah. Um, right, so should we move on to some of our bops now that we've kind of unpacked? Yes, let's some go. Of the, some of the ones that are a little bit easier to forget, some of the ones that are a little bit controversial, um, but we can move on from them now and we can focus on the bops. So Live While We're Young, for me, is just a bop because of the music video. I kind of agree, yeah. Because they're just having... This is what I mean about, like, I feel like that video, um, it kind of just shows, like, their playfulness, which I feel like gets shown a lot in the film as well. They're having so much fun. They're having so much it fun. It feels like they're having so much fun. Is this the music video where Louis ended up getting pulled over? No, that was What Makes You Beautiful. Was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought... They always... I think... I swear it was a thing where Louis was the only one who could, who had a driving license at this point because he's the oldest. So they made him drive in all of the music videos. Like, I feel like he's always in a camper van or like some kind of car. Like in Night Changes a few years later, he's in, he's in a car again. Oh my God, I can't wait to talk about Night Changes. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like Live While We're Young, just iconic, fawn One Direction, makes me feel like a little kid again, a little girl who just, just like bop into these songs in my mum's car. The other bop for me is Rock Me, which like, I don't know like how much you know that song, Sam, because I feel like it's a little bit more of an unknowny. I know Rock Me. It reminds me. me of like being a little girl. Um, and I used to think that the lyrics, so you know how it goes, I want you to hit the pedal, heavy metal. I used to think it went, I want you to hit your head on heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, why was I and like a 10 year old child screaming that lyric? <laughs> That's just a little fun fact. Oh my god, that is such a tune. I feel like this no, is- No, I know Rock Me, I think within the One Direction fandom, that was like as edgy as they could get. They're oh. clearly talking about sex. Yeah. 
Um, also, sorry. And so that, I think, blew people's minds. They were like, oh my yeah. God, this is so edgy. I just remembered another mistaken lyric that I had from that song. So you know how it goes, R-O-C-K me again. Yeah. I used to think, I used to sing, I won't see Katie again. <laughs> and I was always like, who the hell is Katie? But you know Who's what, Katie? we'll just go with it. We'll just go with it. So yeah, I feel like it was very edgy for them. It's like when Liam was like, we were like a rock band. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? The one song where he's like labeling it a rock band, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, what about what about your box? Okay, again, Live While We're Young is a throwback. Like it's such mm. a party pop fun throwback. Love it. Kiss You as well. Mm-hmm. That is so, so good. We'll get onto the music video in a minute for that one. But I love yeah. Kiss You. Like it's so fun. It, that feels again, they're being playful, they're being fun. Rock Me, again, I appreciate Rock Me. It's fun, it's good. She's Not Afraid, again, not that great on the album, but live. Mm-hmm. I love She's Not Afraid Live. Mm-hmm. Truly Madly Deeply She's as well. Scary movies. I like Truly Madly Deeply. Yeah. That's cute. But then, oh, come on. <gasps> come on. <gasps> I only discovered it this year. And when I say it is incredible, mm-hmm. it is incredible. The lyrics are not great because it's basically talking about the boys going to the party with one girl and then falling for another girl and going with her. But this song, when I say I want to shake my tiny ass to this song, (laughs) I mean it. It is so good. Mm -hmm. And the way that their voices sound on that chorus, like the harmonizing, is so angelic. um... I Show-stopping, incredible, never yeah. been done before. I don't know how I missed Beautiful. that out. I literally don't know how I missed that out. Come on, come on, is amazing. But you know what bit is my favourite part of that whole song? What's it called? When, is it like the bridge? The bridge, yeah. The bit where it's like, every step I take. Oh, and then it goes, and then and Zane I say, comes yeah. Oh, Zane Malik. It's so Sorry, I'm getting so, so excited about No, it's one so direction. good. So, so good. Um, Highlight of the album for me, top one. Probably me too, actually. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, me too. And also, there's a One Direction dance workout, which, like, I'm not even a fitness girly whatsoever. Nope. But um, I sometimes do dance workouts because they're just fun and not even just for the exercise, more just because, like, I want to dance to One Direction. So fun. But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> if you ever want to do it, Sam, I would recommend. There's, like, uh, they do Come On, Come On, and they do, like, all of their iconic dance moves in it from the music videos. I've seen High School Musical one. Yeah, dance yeah, yeah. As well. So much fun. And also, like... There's only like four songs in the whole workout, so it's lovely. It's not too not too intense or anything like that. But yeah, absolute tune. I love this song. So what should else? we should we talk about the music? Some of the music videos. Yeah. So for me, Kiss You is one of my favourite One Direction music videos. That for me, in terms of when they're having fun, that feels like even more fun than Live While We're Young. It's goofy and it plays homage to this like movie aesthetic and like teen movie. I just think it's there's really like, iconic. Is that it's Kiss You's the one with like the Elvis, like Jailhouse Rock yes, yeah. reference? Yeah. And I just, I don't know, there's something about it that I love. And I think that encapsulates the era as a whole for me. I think, again, the album for me, like, isn't their best album. Like, it doesn't have their best songs, but there's just something about it. Like, it has this magic juice mm-hmm. that just transport you, transports you back to when you were young mm-hmm. um, in the best possible way. Not even in like a cringe way, in like a good way. And that for me is like the feeling of the album. So again, yeah, not my favourite, but 
it, it just feels like iconic classic One Direction. Mm. I feel like if someone was like, what do you think of when you think of One Direction? They would talk, they would think about this album. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I feel like, yeah, like I mentioned before as well, um, probably one of the standout music videos for me is probably um, Live While We're Young, mm-hmm. just because that's obviously like the one where they're all playful and having fun. I feel like I kind of felt like when I was watching that music video, it didn't feel, although it was absolutely staged, it didn't feel that staged because it felt very much like mm-hmm. we're all just going to like chill. Like it's a very like, it kind of is like giving me like summer camp vibes that music video they're all like sat around a fire like niles playing guitar at one point like it's just really cute vibes like it reminds me of just like again these first few albums just me being like young and just loving one direction and yeah an innocent little child who just loved these five boys so anything else you want to talk about for this one no i think that's i, I think like, that's take me home wrapped up yeah it's a good way to sort of leave it there i feel like the next few are a little bit more like there's more to delve into yes so let's move on okily dokily so the next one up is midnight memories which was released again in november uh, this time in 2013 um this one includes four singles best song ever story of my life midnight memories and you and i so do you want to start with some bops and some flops? Yes. I will say overall about this album, I think this is when they began to start writing more for it, particularly Liam and Louis. Mm-hmm. And on a brief note about that, I think this is where we can talk about them. I think, I don't know the full logistics of it, but I think Liam and Louis were the ones who wrote the most for One Direction. Mm-hmm. The others all had credits. And for that, you've got to appreciate that and what it's done and i think this for me as well in my opinion is the peak of one direction's popularity between take me home and this album you had this is us the movie and i think that kind of showed how popular they were they embarked on their first stadium tour with this album which we'll get on to and i think that kind of sums up the album and i think it was really really big and it's where they started to grow up Mm. i think for me this has some standout one direction songs my favorite one direction songs like peak in my god tier but then also it not the lowest lows but it has some moments where i just i don't know how to explain it again it's not bad they just don't vibe with me like if i go through now like some of the track list don't forget where you belong Mm. strong right now Mm. through the dark something great they just I i don't know they just don't hit for me in the same way maybe if i have more time with it it will yeah i will say right off the bat a flop for me i feel like loads of people like you and i i don't like you and i how come i just there's something about it where i just don't actually think it's that good and i think if you took out zane's the, the amazing iconic. high note yeah, which is iconic the minute, you, the minute you said you and i that just played in my head exactly like and i think if you take that out of it it's yeah. like like dull it's a dull song but mm. that that note is what i remember and yeah. it's incredible but the song like the rest of it i don't like, Do like and it? the music video sucks i hate this music video, music video? it's like they're on this pier and oh, they're a oh, beach. oh with all the transitions and they're doing all these weird transitions yeah, and the then transitions they jump and shit. it makes no i don't like it i no, don't the transitions like it. i feel like a lot of people on tiktok are like oh my god like um one direction invented transitions but i think it looks so bad like like liam like looks to one side and then he looks back and he all of a sudden becomes louis it actually freaks me out i feel like i'm watching a horror movie it's terrifying yeah it's so bad like i don't like that but um those are the only 
flops that I can think of mm. right off the album. So again, not necessarily bad ones, just ones where I'm like, I literally can't remember it and I only listened to it a couple of days ago. Yeah, I definitely feel like although you definitely can start seeing their own sort of songwriting come through and like their own sort of style, I feel like a lot of the songs in this album are still quite basic in terms of... By the way, I'm saying this as though I could write any songs better than any of these ones. I absolutely couldn't. Um, <laughs> but like, I think a lot of the songs on this album are very much like still quite simple still kind of like testing the waters which Mm -hmm. is fine they still absolutely hit but like for example you and i if you actually think about like the sort of tune of that one it's just kind of like and it kind of just Mm. is that throughout which is obviously fine but yeah i definitely feel like um the next two albums have a lot more like own original like style they're a little Mm -hmm. bit more like testy with how they sort of structure the songs and things like that whereas i feel like this one's still sort of holding on to the up all night and the take me home kind of basic simple equally though when you consider there's only a year apart and if you played them back to back which i kind of did Mm. it it's not necessarily jarring but there is a change like Mm -hmm. it is a lot more rock based and a lot more grown up in its Mm. sound and it does shift away in my opinion from the tween pop it still has some elements in there that are tween and poppy Mm. but i think this one is a lot more grown up already Mm. and and there is a big shift so i do applaud them for that because it Mm -hmm. is yeah yeah flops for me then literally similar sort of feelings um to sam again I feel like there's a bit of a pattern where we've looked at now that we're on the third album where it's kind of like, I wouldn't even call them flops. I just don't think some of the songs in it are that memorable or like songs that don't necessarily like stick out to me, which is absolutely fine. But I feel like it's just the way that it works. Like Mm. looking at some of them, I'm just like, you know, would I go, oh my God, I'm going to play One Direction. Let's put Strong on. Like I probably wouldn't pick that song, for example. But in terms of bops... Are you ready to move on to bops, Sam? Yes, go for your bops. So I feel like this album is definitely where the bops really start bopping. The other ones are bops, but I feel like maybe now that I'm looking back at them, like, are they more of like a legacy bop? Like, What Makes You Beautiful is just an iconic song. Exactly, It's like, if I heard What Makes You Beautiful for the first time now without attaching all of like the history of One Direction and like my love for them as a group, would I be like... I'd be like, cheese. Play that song. Yeah. So, you know, probably kind of a controversial thing to say, but whatever. No, understandable. Um, I totally but I agree. feel like the bops in this one, if I was to hear some of them now, I'd probably be like, still bops. still kind of cheesy, yes. but cheesy in like the best way. Cheesy yeah. in a way of like, get that on at a wedding, get me on the dance floor, get me boogieing. Midnight Memories. Yeah. Absolutely love that song. Again, kind of similar thing in terms of like, it's quite a basic structure. Like the do, 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 you know what I mean? It's yeah. quite basic, but like it works and it doesn't need to be anything more than that and to I think be a bop. Live, I've seen the opening where they do mm. the tour. The sound of the live guitar with the opening yeah. on Midnight Memories is incredible. So that live is also, I think, a far superior song. So yeah, I feel like Midnight Memories for me. Um, so best song ever and story of my life. I feel like those two are bops for me, but because of their music videos. So I don't know whether you want to talk about your bops and then we could talk about those two music videos. Okay, yes. Yeah? 
so bops for me like i will say off the bat best song ever is a bop for me like mm-hmm. it's an iconic fun throwback that's just a simple bop like it's it's it, it it is a throwback but i don't if i heard it now and yet again you said didn't have that attachment would i mm, i'm i'm not too sure mm-hmm. i'm not too sure but for me when i hear that opening riff of the mm. guitar on little black dress oh, little i black lose dress. my goddamn mind yeah Tune. I will pop every part of my body for those two songs. Like it is honestly, yeah. Those do something to every fiber of my being, my body. They awaken something. It's again, it's like Lady Gaga's meme. Literally, those songs. I would give birth to those songs, and yeah. they'd be my children. They are so, mm-hmm. so good. And I, I almost, I don't know if I can say anything. They just feel that just feels like i don't know that maybe feels like more of them and what they wanted to write and it just feels like fun but also more grown up but poppy and rocky and it's mm. oh it's so it's so good okay dokely so let's move on to wrapping up this album by talking about the music videos uh, we've got some quite iconic i feel like the music videos from this album specifically a quite iconic like very very memorable music videos um and those two for me the most memorable are best song ever and story of my life which makes sense because they're the singles from the album but the best song ever music video holds a very special place in my heart because the fucking wait apologies for my swearing but the performing the acting in that I remember watching it when it first came out, like, however many years ago, and just being like, my life has peaked. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I remember seeing, like, oh, God, it's just... The acting's not good, but it's iconic. But it's so... It's, it's like, it's so bad, but it's it's so so good. good. Zane in drag. Oh, my God. So weird. He's the only one where I'm, like, genuinely, if you told me that was not Zane, like... And also the way Harry as well, like there's a moment where he goes up to Zane or whoever Zane's character's oh. name is and brings him in close. Yeah. Oh, and I go, yeah. it's like, Ooh! said I had a dirty mouth. And then Zane goes, you got a dirty mouth. <laughs> so good. Oh um, my God, that bit is so sexy. Uh, Harry as Marcel is really good. And you know what? Yeah. Okay. I, we say that acting is cheesy, but Liam and Niall... No, not Liam and Niall. Louis, Louis and Niall. Louis and Niall actually give good performances. Like, yeah. they're, they are good caricatures. Harry is good as Marcel, but I think that's more of, like, just... Adore, but for some reason, his caricatures, I think Louis and Niall actually really, mm. really sell it well. And I love that. I and it is Louis iconic, and, and that's good. why the music video is iconic. And it's associated with the movie. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. It has that dance move. Yeah. That is what is good about it, and I agree. That is... A moment in time that will be ingrained. Like What Makes You Beautiful, that was another cultural reset, reset mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. Like, I just remember watching it and, it, and like, it starts with Niall being like, so I said to her, Angelina. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my, honestly. I, just I feel Harry kind going, of bad. Hi, hi. Yeah. He's like, hi, guys. So nice to meet ya. That's what he does. Got some ideas really in right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, do you know who I feel kind of bad for in that one? Liam. I feel like he kind of got shafted a bit with his character (laughs) because his character is just like, okay, boys, now five, six, seven, go. And then he just does like a dance and it's just a bit like, it's not as iconic as like Zayn is the fucking office woman. Yeah. Harry is like his little dorky self. And then like, obviously the two sort of manager, like CEOs of the movie kind of thing. They're normal acting though, 
where they're looking at each other is <gasps> oh! is isn't giving. Like no. it is cringe. To be honest, like they do to these weird eye out. glances, and you're like, what? and like, <laughs> and like they get so mad. They're literally sat there like oh god it's too much they're like this going like furrowed eyebrows <laughs> overt glances not 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 the one not the one other than that absolute we, icon because i have some thoughts Can we do about story of my life, story of my yeah. life. it makes me cry <laughs> oh, okay when was the last time you rewatched it not for literal years okay do you think if I rewatched it now? Rewatched be like... it because I watched it yesterday because I agree. I used to remember it and I saw the behind the scenes and I think the song is like okay in my opinion. Like it's yeah. sweet and they all wrote on it and I think that's what's close to them and that's mm. what makes it good. Like it is sweet, but it's not my favorite. Like I think it just is a good song. Like it's fine, but the music video when you look back now, I go like, what is this? Like really? it feels so cringe. Do you, do you want to rewatch some of it? Okay, so we just paused and I just watched it and. I still really like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like it, but that's okay, that's okay. I just feel like, for me, I'm such a person who, like, I always look back about, like, my childhood and things like that, so I feel like I just picture myself being them and, like, the little flash forwards to, like, them as adults and getting all the families involved and stuff. I feel like there's something, there's a part of me that's like, God, I, feel, I just feel like it's really cute. To be honest, I think the parts of it that I don't like are the bits that, Sam, you actually don't hate. Yeah, which I is kind like, of like them standing in the room. I think it's I don't really pretty. like the bit, like, where they're all just stood in the room with all of the photos just hanging around and they're just, like, singing to the camera, like, the story of my life. I feel like that bit's quite cringe, but I like the pictures bit, but Sam has other opinions yeah i just i don't i just i don't think it's because i don't have the nostalgia with it with the same way for that one i do find some of it cringe in the photography cringe mm. like not photography i find some of the cgi cringe now but you know what it is what it is and like we said i don't like you and i i don't like the you and i video i don't like it that's fine understandable overall yeah just a more cohesive album i think it was them at the height of their kind of popularity and they were just unstoppable at this point and I think it was such a good sign of things to come mm. and I think they were more grown up like even in their looks and the way that they looked at this point they were just more doing what they wanted mm. to do rather than being in like you know polo shirts and shirts and like mm. trousers and jackets and I think that is a is a good sign of the Midnight Memories era yeah. but yeah right should we move on to the next album then which ironically is called Four which is ironic because it came out before Zayn left the band, which I don't know why. Just it's meant to be their fourth studio album. That makes sense. Because before I thought it was like, before I like properly looked into it, I thought four didn't include Zayn, and it was like there's four of us now. Oh, that but would have been so. I was thinking that's like actually harsh. so sly, yeah. Yeah, no. So I'm didn't. I'm happy. It was meant to be yeah, for the, they they were too lazy to name this album. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, and that's it's kind of but upsets you know me because all of the others, I'll say right off the bat, are like themed around something. So you've got yeah. like up all night, um, take me home, like to do with travel, midnight memories, like you know midnight, and then even later, made in the AM, like that's to yeah. do with like, or, and then four. But I also feel like, like girl, four has. For me, this is my favourite album because I feel like this one has the most bops on. And literally, if you would have named it any of the songs, because obviously, like, in a lot of the other ones, like, it's named after a song. Mm -hmm. I feel like it would have hit so good. But anyway, you know, I guess the name isn't that important. But it also came out in November again, this time in 2014. And this one only included two singles, which was Steal My Girl and Night Changes. I'm going to kick this off by saying... 
this is my favorite album because I feel like it has so many bops. I feel like for me, this is the one album where when I was looking back on it, I was like, oh, this had all of like the good, well, not all of the goodies, but like a lot of the ones were like, I probably would go put One Direction on and stick that specific song on. Yeah. Um. So some of them, like for me, the bops include 18, Steal My, Go- Steal My Girl, Steal My Girl, Fool's Gold, No Control, Stockholm Syndrome, Night Changes. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Sam, but I feel like I can't even specifically comment on them, but they're just all amazing. Yeah, I agree. I think... I mean, if we quickly want to talk about the flops, for mm. me, the only one I don't, I don't like 18. <gasps> what? But I think, again, it's, I think it's a coming, like, it doesn't, that doesn't hold nostalgia for me. Mm. And this was another one, this was written by Ed Sheeran. And oh, you can it? kind of tell. And yeah. I think, I just, there's something about it for me that I didn't like, like, I felt it was cheesy. Like, that was the only one for me on the album I didn't like. Mm. And even though there are some on here that I don't like as much, it is th- still the ones that aren't as good, like, are good songs Mm. they're just not my favorites and it just feels more mature and it's so and i'll talk about that album as a whole like right at the end but yeah actually that's the only flop so i mean do we you've talked about should i say my bops yeah talk about your bops so my bops for me still my girl like it is iconic not my favorite song but again an iconic amazing song ready to run where do broken hearts go girls almighty night changes no control stockholm syndrome (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah. Like those are ju- those are my favorite, and change your ticket as well. I like change your ticket. Mm. That is, they are just. I don't even know how to. Explain. They're so good, and I think it's this weird actual combination, and they manage to maybe find this middle ground of what they all like to sing. Maybe, mm. maybe not Zayn, as like when you hear his yeah. music is is the most different stylistically. But it's got like these elements of folk. It's got a little bit of rock. It's got a little bit of kind of like, I know Liam Payne's like kind of hip hop, but mm. I, I feel like, again, it it just works for all of them. And they just feel mature. The sounds work really well. I like how you can hear them. Like for example, No Control. I love mm. how you can hear Louis yeah. so clearly. Yeah. And for the first time you can hear all of these people. It's the one where they all wrote on it a little bit. Like they all wrote it on a minute memories, but all of them have certain particular songs. So Liam um, and Louis, obviously, I can't remember what Zayn did, but Niall, for example, did Fool's Gold. Stockholm <gasps> Syndrome was Harry. And it's so, so good. I just mm. can't, it just feels like everything fits as an mm. album. Like when you actually look at it as an album, it is the most sonically yeah. cohesive. Yeah. And well put together. That's why it makes me sad that the it. name kind of is just four. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they just spent too long it's writing like the songs. Little Mix did like LM5 for like their fifth album. Oh, yeah. And Jonas Brothers, the le- their latest album, is literally called The Album. Oh, I'm like... The hell? At least maybe then name it after your top single. Like maybe, yeah, I don't know. that's what I mean. Um, But yeah, no, like I think for me, like obviously I listed them before, but like um, Fool's Gold and night changes and no control literally i'm like looking through the list i'm like damn so good oh i love Ah. fool's gold though i love fool's gold i feel like that's probably my favorite and niall wrote that niall was involved in the writing of it i think yeah that's incredible i feel like it makes sense as to why harry sang stockholm syndrome as well if yeah, he wrote because it. Uh, it, on his tour, yeah. yeah We're talking yeah, yeah. about he, Harry Styles sings Stockholm Syndrome on his current tour, uh, Love on Tour 2023. And yeah, because it's a song that he wrote. He wrote um, yeah. But there's just, it's something about this. Mm-hmm. It is such 
a good album. I almost don't have anything else left to say because I think it's just so good. Yeah, it's no, so, so good. No, me too. Even like even the ones that in the past I've kind of in the other sorry in the other albums maybe I've kind of been like, you know, flop purely just because I don't really know it. I feel like in all like this one it's kind of hard to point out one and be like I barely know this song or like even the ones that I know but don't know as well. So like Ready to Run for example, or like Fireproof. I wouldn't even consider them flops. It's just more like they're just not my faves out of a bunch of favourites. Did you know that Harry also did Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Oh, did he? He was involved in the writing of that one. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Love him. Um, I'm kind of ready to just move on to the music videos if you are, because yep. there only, is one music video in particular. Two. Yeah. Only two. The, there's one in particular, which is my absolute favourite music video that One Direction have ever done. And it's Night Changes. I thought you were going to say that. Because, for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, get to know, and pause this and go and watch the music video right now. (laughs) Basically, the way that they structure this music video is all five of them go on dates. And the date is like, Y slash N. You are the date. They're like directing this date at the camera. So these dates are... Harry goes ice skating. Niall's having like a cozy night in in like a little Christmas jumper next to a fire. Louis is gone out for a little drive, as always in every single One Direction music video. Um, Zane is at a restaurant having like a really fancy meal. And Liam goes to a fairground. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't feel like Liam always gets like the bad one. But anyway, and all of these dates like in the second half of the song like go wrong Mm. so i don't know if you remember sam but like harry's ice skating and like falls and breaks his arm niall gets set on fire (laughs) by the fire Fire. um louis gets pulled over and arrested by the police uh, by the police (laughs) liam is sick because he's been on a fairground like ride and it makes him feel sick. Or... And then Zane's is so funny. Zane's is like, he's sat in the restaurant and then like the girl's ex or something comes over and he's like, <laughs> oh my God, you're with him, you're with him. And then Zane like stands up to have a, like a fight with and him. And then water splash, And then he like spaghetti throws spaghetti. Oh, <laughs> it's just such a good music video. And I think I just love it because like, it's all about like how the date goes wrong, but they still love each other and like, oh, I just love it. I just think, and also this is like entering Harry's long hair era, which, beautiful. Um, <laughs> I so, didn't yeah. get the long haired Harry thing. Really? See, I'm, a, I I'm not I a long haired sort of person. Like my type is not long hair, <laughs> but for some, I mean, my type is just Harry you though, like isn't it, Harry. it? So, sorry, Jack. The one thing um, I say, I agree. Night Changes is an amazing music video, but... My one complaint is because it's it's shot from the perspective like a first person, like you're going on these dates and it feels like you're going on these dates with One Direction. The one job that they had that they could have so easily done was to not show any body part of of you, like the of the camera. Mm-hmm. But there, you see the girl yeah. who they're on a date with. So yeah, you see the hand of the person that they're with and like the foot for the ice skating and that for me ruins it because it i just it breaks the illusion and it presents the date of person as being like one person that you can Mm. go on a date with and it's a white female hand and that Mm. shuts off experiences for 
um, people yeah. of colour, people who are queer. And to me, like, that's actually kind of sad because you could have actually had a good music video. And in my it's like, you had one job. You mm. had one job. But apart from that, it is a really yeah. good music video. I feel like, as well, even if they just wanted to avoid that, like, the foot and the hand was so unnecessary. I agree. You could have literally just had the POV mm. and then everyone would have fully felt immersed in the fact that, oh my God, I am, like, on a date or with Zayn or Harry or whoever. Um, but yeah, it's probably my favourite. And but steal my girl though, that is weird. Like it makes no sense in my opinion. Wait, which one? It's the one with Danny DeVito. Do you know Danny DeVito? Yeah. Who's, uh, in Matilda, and it's. Why do I not even remember this? It's so random. Like to me, it makes no sense in the context of the song. And they're in a desert, and there are all these crazy dancers going on, and they're having a party. But it to me, it doesn't fit the vibe. I'm not gonna lie, I've of the song. never watched this music video. It's not it's not the greatest. Okay, we're gonna have a pause, guys, and Lauren's yeah. gonna go watch the music <laughs> video. So I've just watched it. It doesn't what? make any sense. It just What the hell? It doesn't it it that that's the one thing that annoys me about some of their music videos. I go, you could have had a really interesting concept with this or done something mm-hmm. well, like like they did with Night Changes. And even though I don't like Story of My Life, it still had like a story a cool and a concept, theme. Yeah. Same with Best Song Ever, and even kind of Live While We're Young and Kiss You. But this one just felt like all over the place. And I don't know if that was the point, but it's like, then choose a different song. Mm. Choose a different song for that. Yeah. I, but yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah, what just happened? I'm so confused. Sometimes I feel like watching some of the One Direction music videos makes me feel like I'm on drugs or something. I'm like... 100%. Were they on drugs create... Like, whoever, like, produced this, were they on drugs? Probably. But, you know, whatever. But, yeah. So that wraps up the four era. Yeah. Oh, I'm sad to be leaving that one behind because it is my favorite. <laughs> so and good. also, it's the last one with last one all with five of them. With Zane. But he did what he had to do. He got out of there. So on that note, we're going to move on to... The final album. Made in Stop. the AM. And again, no surprises, it came out in November. This final one includes the singles Drag Me Down, Perfect and History. So where do you want to start with this one, Sam? Do you want to start with the flops? Should we start with the flops? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll start with the flops. Again, this one for me, I don't think they're necessarily bad songs. I think that they're just some of them don't vibe as much with me so right off the bat like end of the day if i could fly oh i love if i could fly never enough for me just don't hit in the same way and i think overall the album i think we'll get on to after we've kind of talked about the albums how their schedule worked but i actually think obviously they split up after it but it came out actually very quickly after Zayn left, in my opinion. And it would have been interesting if they'd had more time to see if they could have created something because some of the songs that they have on here are really, are incredible. But I feel like they maybe could have found more time to figure out what they were going to do without mm. Zayn. Because I won't like, Zayn did carry a lot in terms of the high notes the and high the harmonies notes, yeah. and being able to do clever things with the songs and push their range. Because there's videos of like Liam attempting to do... Yeah, and it is, and it just doesn't hit. It is really, really hard. Yeah, but still a good, still a good album. Uh, But the flops, just some of them, again, not flops, but just yeah, kind of bland for me. And it, and it, Mm. and it after four as well, when none of them felt bland, some of them felt bland. I was like, yeah, no, I agree. I feel like this album for me definitely like is the last two for me are definitely the ones where 
I can kind of acknowledge that the first few definitely feel more like tweeny, whereas these ones feel like a little bit more like I would mm-hmm. probably still go out my way to listen to them all now. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I feel like unlike the last one, there are a couple in here where I wouldn't even call them a flop. And I feel like flop isn't the right word that we should have used for any of the songs, really. But it's more just like a bit meh. But in, in talking about their amazing songs in comparison, it's yeah. a flop. I feel like just again some of these are just a little bit met because they've got some very good songs in this but yeah i just feel like again there's a couple where i'm like what a feeling love you goodbye like songs where i'm just like i wouldn't actively reach out and listen to those specific songs like if i was listening to the album i'd be like yay but yeah but yeah i feel like there's a lot of bops in this album again there are a lot of bops do you want to start off okay so actually the first half of the album is where it's kind of like weaker actually no what am i saying (laughs) (sighs) drag me down isn't my favorite but it's a good song Mm -hmm. like it's good it's fun it's catchy it's so good the music Um, video makes me cringe but we'll talk about perfect used to be one of my favorites (laughs) it's gone down a little bit but still such a good thing Mm -hmm. and it's got a taylor swift reference supposedly in there because it was written by mr harry styles wait what's the main writing so it's like if you're looking for someone to write your breakup songs about (laughs) then maybe i'm perfect then maybe you're perfect like that's because that was this was near this was the year after like 1989 came out so yeah when obviously style is about harry styles and so i just as a complete swifty um <laughs> more than a directioner it's just ah oh, it's so good yeah i really like infinity it makes me feel a certain way <laughs> so good um what a feeling this is just a total vibe and oh i love it i love it i love it mm. history this one's a kicker this like is for the fans and the fangirlies this is for the directioners this is like mm. a goodbye mm. oh so good but then temporary fix it fixed me it fixed me <laughs> it is so good and yeah. then wolves as well so for <gasps> me wolves. wolves temporary fix infinity history are so good along with perfect such good top elite songs that are fun and it also feels maybe as well that they were going into more again maybe exploring what they wanted to write and what they wanted to do yeah the final point i'll say before your bops is that i think as an album as well in terms of its sonic sound when you think about it being made literally in the am like in the early hours of the morning in a hotel room after they've had like a show like looking out on a city mm. that works i would love mm. to be able to listen to this album whilst looking at a cityscape because mm. that's what i feel like it feels like yeah and in that sense it's very very clever but kind of and actually quite a nice album to close on like it does feel yeah. like it does actually feel it like sums a good it, up, I feel, it wraps it up a little bit I'd yeah say. and i think it does and even though i don't like am that is like when i say don't like it's not my favorite it mm. is a, actually a really nice final one direction song oh yeah but yeah what i about feel you? like yeah so my faves i actually love am i love if i could fly i love olivia i feel like Mm. this one has a lot more as well where i feel like fans attach themselves to like more of the niche songs yeah if that makes sense whereas i feel like in other albums everyone loves the fate like everyone loves the sort of more well-knownies whereas i feel like in this one i can sort of attach myself to maybe some of the ones that aren't going to be like in the top 10 charts and things like that um mm. i love if i could fly it's quite a sad one am makes me sad but also very happy because harry opens that one i love i want to write you a song as well i don't know if you've like remember that one Sam. oh i quite i like i want to write you a song yeah it has i like the unplugged style yeah that comes with it's it. very it like, like a relaxing downbeat, you know? i, I actually... feel like sorry this one's got a really good um 
this one's got a really good mix of like a lot of slow and re- more like I agree. sad relaxing songs but then still got some like upbeat like bops one thing that's really good about four and made in the am is i think after some really upbeat bangers they do it really well where they kind of like bring you down mm. like after you've had some bops they like bring you down to like this co- casual relaxed style yeah. before then like kicking it off again yeah. and that that's really clever i really like that i feel like history being at the end of the album as well is just like history would have been better as a closer actually in a way maybe than am i like am oh but... is history not the closer no am's <gasps> the closer and i think history would have been a better one as a closer no, the am leaves it so open am's like won't you stay mm. but, but we're not the ones leaving history we can maybe segue into the music video now mm history i think has more attachment because of the music video yeah and i think when it was 10 years of one direction that was like a song that everyone kept playing as like remembering like and i think because of the music video that's when people were like oh my god it's like a love letter to the fans in a way Mm. whereas if you play it without knowledge of the music video i think it comes across much more of like a relationship between two people yes whereas the music video makes it about a relationship between between the fans so on that note i really like the music video that's a really cute one yeah perfect is quite basic and but drag me down is also like random i don't really like drag me down i kind of like i i I love them in space it's that for me that does something (laughs) i think to be honest because like because it's like the last album and they are older and i'm older listening to it for like as a, even like a first time mm. listener i was older and then like just see, seeing them this sort of music video felt more fitting for like one of the earlier albums you know it's a bit more random a bit more like playful yeah. saying that i don't hate it but it's just no. i just kind of was a bit like what is happening um but yeah mm. oh my god are we are we done with are we done our album Things oh. are very chaotic, crazy. Throw about of unpacking. Discussing the albums. Yeah. So now that's done, before we move on to perhaps ranking the albums and talking about our favourite songs, I feel like we should talk about maybe one thing that we want to talk about with One Direction because there's one thing that I want to talk about and I don't know if there's anything else that you want mm. to talk about. I wish because, well, I want to talk about if it's okay. Yeah, of course. I want to talk about talking about the way that One Direction worked and the timeline. As I've got a brief timeline, it's a little bit chaotic. But one thing that I'm really interested in when you actually look at a lot of bands and how quick they are and how almost like flash in the pan they are, even if they have longevity, like their fame becomes very instant. Like if you look at the Spice Girls, they were only really together for two to three years, Mm. for example. Jonas Brothers, not as big as One Direction, but they were kind of only big for two to three years. Mm. It's very flash in the pan. And so in that sense, it's crazy. But I'm going to do a little rundown of a timeline of like, how chaotic One Direction is and like how you were talking about the albums coming out close together because now I genuinely think that they were overworked and stressed and yes they're a popular boy band and they're making lots of money but it actually almost feels slightly criminal so obviously they all auditioned as solo candidates in 2010 on The X Factor. They got brought together and they formed as a band. Then, So obviously they came third in The X Factor, but then after that they signed to Psycho. They released a book not soon after that. They went on the one direct... They have a book. They, have, they, they, they released two books. What? They, had, they went on the X Factor tour in kind of the early months of 2011 and they were recording Up All Night at that point. Up All Night came out in November of 2011 right Mm. and then the tour they went on a tour from december 2011 to january 2012 then they had a break and started touring the globe with it and that was from april 2012 to july 2012 they also toured with big time rush 
in America. Sorry? Did they? Yeah, they toured with Big Time Rush in That's America. So they they were on Nickelodeon in America because as well in America they didn't have the X Factor in the same way mm. at the time. So they needed to kind of introduce themselves. And one way they did that, they went on Nickelodeon, they went on iCarly, which is nuts. And so they did all this promo at that time. And the album Up All Night actually came out in 2012 in America. So Up All Night and Take Me Home both came out in 2012 in America. So when you consider as well, so the tour for Up All Night wrapped up in July of 2012. And the first single for Take Me Home two months later was released two months later so they were already on another album cycle in September of 2012 and then the album Take Me Home was released in November of 2012 and then they had the Take Me Home tour and let me check how many shows there were but this tour went from February to November of 2013 right. with a show every single <gasps> month like there were shows every single month like Damn. like not no, like there were obviously breaks but it's absolutely nuts but there were 123 shows on that tour wow. that is in my like unfathomable absolutely no. ridiculous and then in that period whilst they were touring between february to november 2013 in february 2013 they had the comic relief charity single um where they mashed up mm. one way or another with teenage kicks yeah and so they did all of that work and then in May of 2013, when they were still on the Take Me Home tour, they announced that they were going on the stadium tour, the Where We Are tour, for the following year. Mm. In July of 2013, when they were already on that tour, they released Best Song Ever, which was beginning the album promo for Midnight Memories. This Is Us, the movie, was released in August of 2013. November of 2013 was when Midnight Memories was released. They had a seven and a half hour live stream called One D-Day. What? And then April 2014 to October 2014 was the Where We Are Stadium Tour. Again, they had shows every single month. Jeez. Which is also nuts. They had less shows, but they were stadiums. So they had mm. 69 stadium shows, which is absolutely ridiculous. And then in September 2014, so again, when they hadn't even finished the Where We Are Tour, they announced four and really steal my girl. No, in November, four was then released. And then between February of 2015 and October of 2015 was the On, on the Road Again tour. But this, to me, is where, in my opinion, it, it's actually kind of nuts when you think about it. So on the 18th of March, one month into the On the Road Again tour, 18th of March of 2015 was Zayn's final show. They did a few shows without Zayn, and probably at the time it was like Zayn's feeling a bit ill. Mm. And then on 25th of March 2015, Zayn left the band. They then played four more shows, had a month break, and then and were then again back on tour. Oh my! God. And if you think about that, this person, regard, I don't know what happened with like the relationship that they had together and the animosity between them and the controversy. And I know at the time, like, Zayn was suffering through a lot of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And at the time, people were criticising Zayn when actually he needed to leave for his mental health and oh, for, 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 sure. for his own, for his for himself. Well but when you think about the fact that they were together probably all of the time between 2010 on The X Factor to 2015, and then only having a month to process before then going again back on tour as a band, I know that they had it scheduled. I know that they need to meet obligations, but that to me is nuts. Like, mm. how do you process that? And the fact that within that period, they would have needed to reformulate all of the songs that they were performing to fit into 
like without a Zane. without Zane, which is absolutely nuts. In July of 2015, which is four months after Zane left, they released Drag Me Down. Oh my. So if you think oh. that Zayn left at the end of March and then they released Made in the AM in November, that is such a short period of time oh, where they the start again as a four-piece. And then, but equally within that time as well, they announced a hiatus, the hiatus they were going on in August of 2015. And I know that's absolutely nuts, but that just shows to me the madness of One Direction. Mm-hmm. they had One Direction shops they had merchandise everywhere they were going on chat shows they they went all around the globe and they released a movie and a concert tour and a book and all of these things and that to me is nuts and shows how big this level of fame was and makes me question like what would that have done to you as an individual I know people joke about Liam Payne on the podcast but I've spoken to this about Lauren before sorry if I'm rambling no don't continue but, I'm so interested Liam spoke about how a lot of the time, because of the security and how they had so many fans, the safest thing for them to do as security for both the fans and the members of One Direction and the security themselves was to lock lock them in a hotel room. So imagine going from performing these massive stadium shows and being in front of all of these fans and performing and having that huge adrenaline rush Mm -hmm. and then having to go straight away to a hotel Mm -hmm. and then being locked in the hotel. And he spoke about like with... I don't want to get to dive too into it because it is too complex. But he is spoke about how he has a, his history with alcohol and alcohol abuse, mm. and how the way for him to have fun was opening the minibar. And can you c- mm. can you see that that I can see that happening? And yeah. I just can't compute what that happens. Mm-hmm. And again, after finishing up this band, I've spoken to Lauren about this as well. Imagine what it must do to you mentally because Harry Styles in my opinion is the only member who's truly as big as the band was mm. Niall Horan is a close second I think mm. he's more popular than people think but imagine going from performing all of these stadium shows and then having these adoring fans and then knowing oh my god only one of us is popular mm-hmm. in the same way mm-hmm. that to me mentally like I would be jealous I, as hell oh and no, sorry but I, that is my conclusion of of the madness of One Direction mm-hmm. and how I just think that that is you are literally being ground mm-hmm. to a bone going yeah. on appearance after appearance on shows after show I, I, it's nuts and that to me is insanity and you are being scrutinised by the press for anything and they were, they were when you look at it yes we were young and we didn't realise but they were literally in my opinion basically being used as these promotional marketing literal mm-hmm. dolls mm-hmm. to like be thrown around to mm-hmm. make money and it There's, is insane no literally everything you said it's just like the reminder that there is a dark side mm. behind One Direction and that's why like I'd love to do a podcast talking about This Is Us um, because mm-hmm. I know that it's come out recently which like surprised me but like from everything you've just said shouldn't have surprised me is like heavily staged Mm. and like it makes so much sense because the only sort of like negative side of touring that they show is like that one bit I don't know how much you remember Sam but where like they wake Zane up and he's been asleep for 10 minutes and they're like you need to come out and record and I was like oh my god poor Zane but then like that was a fucking one minute part of this whole film which makes it seem like the most fun the most exciting the most amazing life and yeah I bet parts were but like you said there's so much darkness in between those shows as well 
and all of the appearances and brand deals they were doing, they were recording albums. And music the reason why it was in November and... was because they were like, oh, okay, we need to get one out every year, but they were trying to release the maximum amount of time. Mm. But that is that is so quick to do an album. When you think about now, artists usually now at least take two years between mm. their albums before releasing another one because it takes time. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is nuts. And yes, they did have producers and art people working yeah. on it, but that I, I just I can't believe it I it remember nuts to me yeah I remember like there was this thing which came out before the podcast and all the controversy that mm. came with that where Liam had basically said in an interview that he had therapy once he left the band and it was like his therapist said what do you like to do like what what are your hobbies and he literally said I don't know Mm. I don't know who I am as a person because from the age of like what would it have been like for Liam like 17 18 from the age of 17 to what like 23 like five years like like maybe even longer I'm not too sure but like for those years of your life where like I'm halfway in between those years currently like at 19 and it's like I've grown so much from the age of 17, even just the age of 19. Could you imagine having no opportunity to grow and develop as an individual? You're Mm -hmm. just working, working, working. And like alongside all of that work, you're getting all of this attention, mostly positive, but probably a lot of negative that you just don't see. Mm -hmm. It's insane. I'd love to do a full podcast just talking about- And also like on a subtle thing as well, like also as well, uh, it must drive you crazy as well a bit I think sometimes as a male artist wanting to make music and then actually as any artist and then specifically being targeted to kids mm. because some of them were targeted to kids and then imagine being like oh, you know what I want to sing about uh, sex and relationships mm. and I want to swear in my but music I but I can't because and that sucks as well um, yeah but I think that was my deep and I just yeah. wanted to throw that in there because I don't think it would have been right for us to just talk about it and no, not acknowledge One Direction are obviously amazing but I think it's important to acknowledge I think just moving forward generally and how we consume content and recognising when people are too overworked and when we are grinding these people into the ground at the sake of being a consumer and mm. just wanting more mm-hmm. um, and I'm guilty of that I'm like oh where's the next album where's yeah. the music and I'm like actually when are they human. when are they getting back together well maybe none of them want to because mm. look how much trauma they probably all exactly. have from when they were 100%. together it's just it's insane but all of that darkness aside now that we've sort of acknowledged all of that darkness that is behind this amazing boy band i think it's now time to go back to the albums and firstly we're going to talk about our god tier songs our songs that we live for and then after that we're going to rank the albums so should we begin do you want to start sam with god tier songs yeah okay so i have made a playlist and (laughs) i in total have 24 god tier songs damn i've done them in order with the albums they are so from up all night one thing same mistakes stand up and moments just fun bops cheesy but like in the perfect way and again when i hear i'm a thief i'm a thief in stand up that does something it's (laughs) incredible from take me home live while we're young that is like a moment in time Mm. uh it was a cultural shift it's amazing it's a throwback i love it come on come on i've spoke about come on come on it's incredible it's Mm. a 10 out of 10 it is everything that i wanted and more (laughs) 
And then also, I didn't speak about this at the time, but Loved You First. Loved You First is a really fun bop. Mm. I really love Love You First. Like it, and it, these songs as well make me feel a certain way. They, they almost feel like they're singing to me. Or even though I've never had a relationship, <laughs> they almost make me feel like, what would it feel like in a relationship? Yeah. Love it. From Midnight Memories, best song ever. Again, a iconic cultural moment in time. Mm. Diana and Little Black Dress. Again, these are the brothers and sisters I've never had. And they transport me to a place that I didn't know I could be transported to. I want to shake my ass. I want to <laughs> pop my pussy every time I hear these songs. They are so, 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 so good. Mm. Then we got on to four. From four, Still My Girl, Ready to Run, Where Do Broken Hearts Go, Girl Almighty, Night Changes, No Control, and Stockholm Syndrome. So a lot from four, but they are so good. Yeah. And they just feel... I, I wouldn't necessarily... Descri- when I say describe some of them as bangers, like they're not necessarily the instant ones you think of, mm. but as just like songs and the way they're crafted and the way they make you feel, they are so, so good. And I just mm. feel alive when I listen to them. And then finally from Made in the AM, Drag Me Down for just being a pure fun bop. Mm. Perfect for having the Taylor Swift reference. But then Infinity, What a Feeling, History, Temporary Fix and Wolves all such beautiful amazing Mm -hmm. songs and that's my god tier and Mm -hmm. i love them thank you sam you're welcome that was so insightful and to be fair some of them where i'm like damn i wouldn't have expected Mm. that but which one which one were you surprised by just like some of the more niche ones oh okay yeah Mm. um but no amazing i i'm not as prepared as sam but i've just kind of pulled a few together from the top of my head um so they're not ranked by album but just sort of generally um, my sort of favourites I've got I think I've got about 10 on my list and I will preface this the reason why Lauren isn't prepared as much is because she is the true One Direction fan <laughs> I had to prepare and go through all of them so that's why <laughs> oh my god oh bloody hell okay so my favourites are um, these aren't in any particular order by the way in no I'm like in no particular order um, so AM ugh love that song <laughs> 18 Night Changes, No Control, Little Things. I didn't mention this one before, but Act My Age. Do you know that one? Yeah, I know Act My Age. I mean, it's very, like, silly, goofy, but, but it makes me really content. Like, like it. yeah. it's, it's a very cute little song. Um, If I Could Fly, I don't know. It's, I think it's just because it's Harry singing it, and I picture him singing it directly towards me. Um, Last First Kiss, and then Taken from the first album. They're my, okay. they're my ones mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, God tier would have them in a playlist would listen to them and only them if they if i could okay should we move on to our album ranking okay do you want to begin okay this is really hard but i'm just gonna go with it Mm -hmm. so at number five it is up all night yes she started it all but it doesn't hit for me i don't have the same nostalgia for it it just doesn't give so it is at number five Mm. at number four take me home (laughs) This was hard because it's, but I would preface it in when you think about the music, it is number four for me. But if I could be actually transported back to an era and be a One Direction fan, mm. this would be the era that I go to. Mm. Take me home, segueing into Midnight Memories yeah. because that for me is like the peak of One Direction. It's when you had like the One Direction stores popping up everywhere. It's mm. when you had just them absolutely yeah. everywhere and taking over the world. But so I think that is actually the most iconic era. So I will preface that. Then this, there. Number three and two are the hardest ones for me because I genuinely don't know. But I had, I think, I put Midnight Memories at three. 
and made in the AM at two. These could very much interchange over time as I spend more time with these albums. But I, oh, I can't explain it, but I just feel like Midnight Memories is more iconic 1D. Mm. But there are equally just more songs where I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. That I just don't vibe with. Yeah. Whereas even though some Midnight Memories has like better songs than, than Made in the AM for me, like my favourite songs, Made in the AM is still at number two because it is more cohesive, it's more grown up and you just have some total bangers. But then at number one... <laughs> is for like need i don't think i need to say more like yeah. it it is so good it feels sonically cohesive it feels like what they want to write it works mm. so well and like i li- i literally speechless mm-hmm. perfect 10 out of 10 i'm actually creasing because sam you have literally just said my exact order <laughs> <laughs> No, genuinely, like, my exact order with my exact opinions on it. Like, Midnight Memories and Made in the AM, three and four, have potential to sort of swap. But Mm -hmm. I feel like Made in the AM's just got a few more songs in it where I'm like, I would actively, like, reach out right now and listen to them. Uh, But yeah, basically have the exact same opinions of you. Like, and I, I find it funny that it partially goes in the order of, like you know from the first album made yeah. like but then it kind of swaps right just right but, at the end but again if you were talking about things like eras mm-hmm. like it would swap yeah no around. for sure i feel like this is more of just like a general a general music but if thing, we were yeah. kind of to apply yeah like you said like eras or like maybe music videos things like that it would probably swap around but yeah i think probably just like generally for a lot of people it sort of would be that just because like i just feel like the last two albums specifically just have a few more songs on which are like absolute bops and i could be like 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 in a bloody car home and i'd still be like dancing along you know you know but yeah is that is that it is that it are we we done we need to do obviously because we do our slay rating we need to just rate one direction out of of five slays out of five so how many slays would you give one direction right i feel like it's really hard because like i would immediately just be like five Mm -hmm. but then like when you sort of think about all of the darkness Mm -hmm. and all of the sort of like behind the scenes controversy and things like that i feel like i have to like at least knock off one slay for that one slay one whole slay cool interesting is that a lot i was surprised i thought you would Mm. yeah i feel like it just wouldn't be right of me to be like five without sort of acknowledging and it's literally nothing to do with the five members of the band like if it was just mm. like rate the five members of one direction i'd be like 10 but because it's sort of just them as sort of an era and like a band and a moment i feel like i have to give it four because i can't it's not that they don't deserve the five but it's sort of like i don't think that they would give themselves the five so yeah four out of five for me yeah same four out mm. of five slays i've got to reserve the five out of five slays for truly my favorite things and i came to one direction later mm. but they are they are a moment in time like they're ingrained into our brains and society in the mm. world in such an instrumental way um and i think they will be looked at comparatively to people are going to hate me for saying this probably but like they're going to be looked at the same way that queen and the beatles are looked at people in the future hate, people hate when you say that but i know I but agree. I, when you actually look at it retrospectively they will have a massive massive influence mm-hmm. um you know just like i can't name i people probably can't name every beatles song nope. you can't name every one direction song but 
the ones you, you remember can the big name. ones yeah. and they had such a huge impact mm-hmm. um so four out of five slays yay oh my god thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast today it means the world and hopefully you agree with some of our opinions disagree whatever let us know reach out to us we want to hear what you guys think as well yes let us know about any opinions that you have whether it's about the topic of one direction about anything we've discussed about the podcast itself we want to Mm -hmm. learn and grow and develop and improve honestly Mm -hmm. so please tell us our email link or instagram and social media are in the descriptions so please let us know Thank you so much and see you you later. Bye. Bye.